0: Welcome to this latest Ask Christian Sport. the series where you, the listener, involved in competitive sport, can get in touch with a question around what it means to be involved in sport, what it means to connect your sport and faith. Any question, you can get in touch with us and send in your questions. In the last few years, we've received several similar questions from elite athletes, students and parents of young sports people. They can be summarised in this simple question. Dear Christians in sport, should I wear rainbow laces? We're aware that even the fact that people are asking this question and that we're choosing to answer it will anger some people. And in a way, that will be the point of this response. Firstly, what's the background to the issue? Well, this week in the UK is Rainbow Laces Week, a campaign from the LGBTQ advocacy organisation Stonewall, which says our iconic rainbow laces have become a symbol of inclusion across sport. The use of the rainbow within sport has been seen in numerous forms in the last few years. Some allow players or clubs to opt in, such as the laces, and some leave no option, such as the use of specific rainbow numbers on shirts. In sport, this has led to some prominent stories when players have chosen not to participate in these campaigns. For example, a committed Muslim, Idrissa Gay, chose to sit out the Pride round of Ligue 1 in France last year for personal reasons, when he was asked to wear rainbow numbers. In America, Christian Jailene Hinkle withdrew from the US women's soccer team after the team decided to recognise LGBTQ Pride Month by wearing special shirts. And in Australia, seven players chose not to play in special pride shirts their NRL club Manly wanted them to wear due to their religious convictions. It's a polarising and challenging issue to navigate, whether you're an elite sports person or, as in the case of one of those who have written to us, a parent of a young footballer whose team have all been asked to wear rainbow laces and donate to Stonewall. So first, let us see what we can affirm in the Rainbow Laces campaigns and then what we cannot before giving some practical advice. What we can affirm. Firstly, we can affirm that all of us are equal as those made in God's image, so all deserve fair treatment and an absence of harassment. Talking about the campaign, the Premier League said, clubs and communities are stronger when everyone feels welcome, and it's down to all of us to make that happen. We agree strongly with this statement. Christians should be at the forefront of any work to affirm and defend the right of life free from harassment, bullying and violence, and it is wrong when this has not been the case. For the sportsperson, their selection in a team should not be related to anything except their ability to play the game. The best left back is the best left back, irrespective of their beliefs or sexual identity. But protection of minorities is something which has been born out of Christianity. Historian Tom Holland points out that any defence of minorities would have been unheard of in the first century Greco-Roman Empire in which Christianity was born. Jesus' life and death changed this. As Rebecca McLaughlin points out, when a poor man from a historically oppressed racial and religious group claimed to be God in human flesh, commanded love for society's most vulnerable and died a slave's death on a Roman cross, he made the poor, oppressed, and victimized forever central to God's moral plan. Secondly, we can affirm that all of us are sexually broken, so we are called to be humble. As Christians, we have no basis for claiming to be better than anyone else. The Bible is clear that all of us fall short of God's good design in all things, including our sexual desires. As author Andrew Brunt writes, strikingly, the one person for whom this is not true, the one person who never sinned sexually and could legitimately have stood in judgment over others, exhibited the most incredible love and humility when he interacted with sexual sinners. As we look at Jesus, we're reminded of the right place for humility as we think about this issue. Those are two things we can affirm. What about what we cannot affirm? Well, firstly, we cannot affirm that sexual identity is part of our core identity. Western Thought today argues that our identity is formed by what we are, what we think, what we feel, and what we desire. Author Carl Truman argues that in our culture, this is now primarily seen with our sexual desires. He says, The LGBTQ plus movement really rests on the idea that fundamentally definitive of who you are is not so much how you behave sexually, but the sexual desires you experience. Those are the things that define you as being who you are. It's virtually unprecedented in human history that we now define ourselves in terms of our sexual desire. The problem is, basing our identity around our sexuality is completely unstable. As Andy Robinson of the organisation Living Out states, even friends of mine who are happily married will acknowledge that there are ups and downs, times of joy and times of pain. It just doesn't work to make sexuality and who we love the absolute basis for who we are. There are too many peaks and troughs. We need something more solid. The Christian message offers a better story, a more stable identity, one not found in something unstable like our sexuality, but located in the unconditional love of a God who made us, who came to earth to offer us life to the full and who is still willing to receive us despite our failures. This is what the rainbow originally represented. It's a symbol of God's grace and deliverance given by God to his people. At Christians in sport, we align, as you can see in our statement of faith, with historic orthodox Christianity, which holds that God's good design for sex is within heterosexual marriage. We believe this is the best story for our culture to know and live out. Disagreeing with someone on this issue seems difficult, because it is seen as if you disagree with who they are as a person. But, however you approach rainbow laces, if you're holding to the historical orthodox view of marriage... You will need to be willing to disagree with the prevailing culture here. Secondly, we cannot affirm that disagreeing with rainbow laces means you are intolerant. Our secular western society generally cannot separate love from affirmation. However, loving a person does not mean we need to affirm their actions. Jesus is the perfect model of this, often spending his time with the outcasts from society, the tax collectors and prostitutes whilst also being firm on his disapproval of their lifestyles. Jesus' condemnation of sin never compromised his love for people. The central message of Christianity is that whilst God does not approve of many of our decisions and desires, his love for us still took Jesus to the cross for us. We can love and care for all those we play sport with, while still disagreeing with them on certain things. Symbols which are meant to speak of inclusion can very easily do the opposite, In this case, the rainbow promotes a specific ideology which excludes those who disagree with it. Australian Murray Campbell commented on the incident in Manly earlier this year by saying that this isn't a decision that they or any players should be forced to make. After all, the fact that Muslims, Christians, married, singles, gays and others can already wear the normal jumper is a sign of inclusion. But we're no longer living in that world. Professional sport now comes attached to all kinds of amendments and attachments. So what should we do? Well, fundamentally, we need to pray for wisdom to consider what we do. There is not a clear biblical command about wearing rainbow laces or taking part in those events, nor are there clear principles to rely on. So we pray for wisdom, and we need to be mindful that Christians may land in different places to each other on issues like this, and that's okay. We can see Romans 14 and 15 for more about that. So, some may choose to wear the laces and some may not to. Some may choose to take part in the events some may not to. This decision partly depends on what the symbols mean. You see, if the symbol of rainbow laces is against homophobia and discrimination, well, we can be involved. But if it's a celebration of non-biblical sexuality, we cannot. Unfortunately, it is not often clear what the symbols, in this case rainbow laces, are meant to represent. Wearing rainbow laces can appear to affirm what we might not want to. And equally, not wearing them may undermine what we want to affirm as Christians. So we need to prayerfully consider the implications either way. And we'd encourage you to talk about this with your church leaders and trusted friends. Whilst not saying that this is the only way to go, we have heard of one player who chose to wear a rainbow lace on one foot and a plain lace on the other. When asked... It provided an opportunity to speak of what he could and couldn't affirm and gave rise to good conversations within his team. Wherever you land, we would encourage you to be prepared to answer questions and see this as an opportunity to point towards Jesus in both your actions and your words amongst your sports friends and colleagues. Remember, you can email askcis at christentonsport.org.uk or message us on social media uh, to ask any questions you have about connecting Sport and Faith, and we'll try and get to them uh, on another episode of RCIS. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time. Bye. Have you signed up for Game Day? Game Day is our weekly devotional for sports people. You can choose the best day of the week and have a short five-minute devotion sent direct to your inbox to read or listen to. Join hundreds of other sports people fixing their eyes on Jesus through game day each week today. Sign up now at christiansinsport.org.uk forward slash game day.